welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. How's it going this week? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm freaked out, man. I'm freaked out too, actually. I shouldn't say I'm doing well. There's a lot going on and I'm, I don't know what to do with my, my portfolio. There's like an impeachment going on. There's this virus hitting China. Like stuff just seems out of control. It's, it's got to call for some sort of a change or some sort of a, what do I do? I just, I don't know what to do right now. Markets are at an all time high. I got to do something. What do we do? Right. Let's talk about it. Today, let's focus on what we can control. Hmm. Sound good? That sounds great. Okay. I need this. All right, cool. How do we, uh, how do we control this coronavirus is my question. We don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how do I control the trade war? You don't. What? How do you control the impeachment? Well, I tweet about it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing you could do, I guess. <laughs> you can talk to POTUS directly if you want to. <laughs> he won't follow me back. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Well, I think the timing of this is appropriate, and and this is like this is one of those things we talk about what's happening in the market. That like the day we're recording this, in a week it could be totally different. Absolutely. Like today, it's it's the coronavirus, it's the impeachment, it's the trade wars, it's what inflation concerns, it's whatever. Right. A year ago, it was Brexit. A few years ago, it was Ebola. A few years ago, it was a flash crash. And there's literally always something going on. So absolutely. These details may be totally irrelevant in a couple weeks, but I think the principles will will absolutely remain. Fully agree. So, um, yeah, and like I, you know, the tax code just changed. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. if it changes again? Yeah. So, what's an investor to do? Like, given okay, if we can't control this stuff, if I can't control tax code or what's happening in the market or the all time highs and what does that mean or the inverted yield curve last year, all these different things. Like if I can't control that, like what do I even do as an investor? Where do I start? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's start with focusing on things that we actually can control. Like what? doesn't seem like there is anything. Like, So the first thing that you and Ashlyn can control is your savings rate. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Why does that matter? Uh, so that you can actually put money aside to save and grow for your future. And yeah. guess what? As scary as it is, markets are all-time highs. They're going to go lower. For you, you should get excited about that. Absolutely. Do you know why? Because I'm going to be buying my stuff at a discount. Yeah, it's like the Nordstrom's half-annual sale, right? Love that like, thing. Especially if you're younger, like, welcome it. Yeah, that's and 500 half annual sale, right? Yeah. Um, as one of my, a friend of mine, Will, would say, it's not about the price that you buy stocks and funds with. It's about the number of shares you own. Mm-hmm. And if you get to buy at a discount, you get to own more shares. You own more, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, this is so applicable because 
you don't look like your future financial success. It's not going to be based upon did you avoid the next market downturn or did you avoid the next flash crash or whatever it is. It's going to be almost entirely based upon how much were you able to save and what were you able to save it into. My favorite way of saying that is it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. Mm -hmm. And if you're consistently saving, then you're going to be fine. You have more and more dollars in the market for longer and longer periods of time. Right. And we've talked about savings rates before, um, that you want to be saving at least 10% of what you take home, ideally more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know that we have to dive into that too deeply now, but uh, where should people save if they're saving? Well, you always want to start by making sure you save to something like an emergency fund, just to have some cash reserves. But then once that's done, you want to put as much as you can into things like 401ks or Roth IRAs if retirement is your goal. Yeah. If you have other goals, you kind of have to choose the types of accounts that align better with those. You know, if you're saving for a house or for college, maybe it's a 529 plan, maybe it's something else, but it's kind of identifying what are you saving for and then finding the right types of accounts to save to to reach that goal. Wonderful points. I would go even simpler than that. Follow the free money, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if you if you work at a place where they give you a match for your money, at least hit the match. Right? Yeah. If they give you um, a free contribution to an HSA, if you participate, well, do that Take and then it. go max out the rest. You know, then go back and then if you get you can do ESPP, go do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like go figure out where you can make pick up free money. And go do those things. We've talked about all of those concepts in the past. So they're yeah. all available in previous episodes. And you can control that. No, no one's forcing you into, or telling you where to save. Right. Uh, that's something you have absolute control over. So understand what's most beneficial to you. Absolutely. And do it. Yep. Um, okay. What's the next thing we can control? Uh, our spending. And this ties into do saving. I, do, just I ha- do I have to? <laughs> you don't have to. But if you want to reach, if you want to kind of, uh, if, if, if you have a purpose for what you're saving or planning for, the what's going to get in the way of that is your spending. Yeah. It's easy to get out of control. And it's, this isn't us shaming people into don't spend, don't spend, don't spend, because that doesn't work. No. But it's, as you always say, spend mindfully. Yes. What what spending is aligned with the goals that you have, with like the the, the purpose you have for where you want to be? spend there and make sure you have enough left over. I shouldn't even say left over because you should be saving first in a lot of cases. Yeah. Pay yourself first and then spend mindfully there. Spend mindfully after. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes tons of sense. And like, there will always be a part of our budget. will have like surfboards in it. Yeah. 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 And it's easy to say, don't buy that coffee or don't buy this. And and you can make that case sometimes, but look at the big things in your life that you're spending on. Right. Buying the right. Yeah, I never, home. I never like the save the latte thing anyway, because if you own the right size home and your car, and like you have a car payment or not a car payment, right? Uh, maybe you have nannies or, or daycare when kids are younger. Those are probably your three biggest expenses by far. Mm-hmm. And after that, it kind of becomes rounding errors. Not to say that it doesn't add up because it does. Mm-hmm. You still want to be mindful about it. But yeah. if you can watch those big items, um, you don't have to watch the smaller stuff nearly as much. Right. So savings, where to save, spending, all things you can control. What about when it comes to my investments? Like, I, I, I so can't So before control. we go there, I just want to remind people, if you want to think about how to inve- uh, be mindful with spending, we did an episode earlier called Budgeting Sucks. Do this instead. Yeah, it's one of the most downloaded, I think. So just go listen to that if you want to be mindful about your cash. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. So what the next thing we can control, we're saving money. We can control how we invest our money. Mm-hmm. We call that asset allocation. Mm-hmm which is essentially your mix of stocks and bonds and what kind of stocks and bonds do you own. And research shows that that decision is going to make up 
the majority, if not all, of the returns you can expect to achieve over time. It's like time. 80 to 90% of the returns derived from just the simple choice of do I invest in stocks or bonds? Yeah. And there's technically four things we can invest in, stocks, bonds, real estate, and cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you have a need for something, for money within the next like year and a half, probably makes sense to just keep it in cash. Yeah. And choosing the right mix for everything else is way more important than trying to predict in time what market crisis is going to happen next. Yeah, don't do and that. Try to avoid it. That's, that doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, no. We'll leave Just it at that. Choose not to do that. Um, yeah, we'll probably geek out more on asset allocation and stuff like that on future episodes. Um, another thing that you can look at if you want to start getting even more refined than asset allocation is something called asset location. Yep. And what that does is we basically start looking at things like hmm bond funds or bonds where we're loaning money to other people and they're giving us money back, the money they give back to us is taxed at ordinary income tax rates. So I might want to go put that in a retirement account right? so it can just keep growing and growing and growing because it's not very tax efficient. Whereas an emerging markets stock index that doesn't pay me much in dividends, and it's really all about the growth of that fund, I might want to keep that in a taxable account. Mm -hmm. So asset location is all about where do we go place certain types of assets within our overall balance sheet. Yeah. And that's a bit geeky today for this conversation. Just know it exists, and it's something you can look into. Yeah, asset allocation determines what return you're going to get. Asset location helps you keep as much of that return as possible by paying as little in taxes as possible. It's a really nice way of putting it. Just came up with that. Good job. Yeah, I'm going to trademark it. Yeah, you should pat yourself on the back. I will. Yeah. You go on. I'm going to sit here proudly. (laughs) You're just going to enjoy that for a moment. Let me tweak that real quick. (laughs) What's another thing we can control outside of just our investments? Yeah, you know, a big thing that people can control that I don't think they spend as much time on as they could um, is investing in in themselves, in their career. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is a few different things. One is the simple tip of... Every Friday at 4.30, have that pop-up come up at work where you're going to write down the things that you did above and beyond your job description. So when you go in for that review, you get a 5% raise instead of a 3% raise. Mm-hmm. You do that for yourself um, from early on. The return that has for you is insane mm-hmm. when it comes to what you make in your lifetime. Um, the other thing would be investing in retooling and retraining yourself. Like, yeah, go... If your boss won't pay for you to go to a conference, but you're really, really want to get into this specific niche or field, well, then pay for yourself to go to the conference. Like, go do it. Mm-hmm. Go meet the people. Go network. Go go find the people who you need to become friends with in your sphere to grow into who you want to be career-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're the you are the investment that's generating the most amount of income. Yeah. For your for your portfolio. Like more than your investments, you are going to generate the most income, especially at the beginning phases of your career. By investing more in you, you're kind of essentially creating an asset that's worth more. Absolutely. Just looking at the value, the cat, not the cash value, but the human life value of what you can generate. 100%. Uh, And then what else? We have career, we have how you invest, we have spending, savings, where to save. That's, That's got to cover it, right? There's nothing else I can really control, I would think. Nothing. Of course, there's lots of stuff you can control. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why we make plans for people all the time, right? Plan. Yeah. A pl- and a plan is essentially what ties us all together. Yeah. And I would think, come back to the concept of understand that you, you make a plan knowing that you can't control it, which is kind of funny because we're talking about things we can control, 
but you can control the process of planning. Elaborate on that. So I, I can make the best plan ever, what I think is the best plan ever for you and Ashlyn, right? Mm-hmm. Right now. And two weeks later, it's completely wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But if we know what's driving you, what you guys are trying to get out of life, what's really important to you, we can look at the steps that we can take to help you improve upon your financial life. And then every time we get back together, we can look at what went well, what didn't go mm-hmm. well, um, have our assumptions changed, and we can keep making tweaks to it mm-hmm. and make it better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at anyone who is a small business owner, that's how you build a business, right? You start with an idea, you go test it, you get feedback, and you change it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we don't think that we need to do the same thing in our financial lives, but that's what we, that's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I, I totally agree. We've all seen a sketch a thousand times that Carl Richards does where it's a Venn diagram of the things we can control, the things that matter mm-hmm. in two separate circles, and then where they intersect is that's the things that we should focus on. Right. That's what the plan focuses on. Mm-hmm. It's not focused on what's happening at this exact moment in the market because that doesn't matter. Right. It's what grabs our attention, but it's not what matters. Yeah. By focusing on what's important, how do we align everything else in a way that's going to support our long-term vision for our lives? That's what the planning process does. Agreed. Yeah. And within the plan, there are a few other things that we can have some control over. We can try to control the uncontrollable. Such as? That's how I would define it. So what if Amanda and I go out for a date and we don't come home? Mm. Who's in charge of our kids? Mm -hmm. Right? At what age do they get assets? We can create an estate plan for that. Not that we ever want it to come into effect, but we can have it in place knowing that they'll be okay. Well, as okay as they can be, right? Without mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And then the other thing there is um, the reason that we usually get insurance is to try to help control the uncontrollable, right? Yeah. Um, It's a low probability of happening, but the magnitude is massive if it happens. Yeah. So make sure that we have life insurance. So if something happens to one of us, the family isn't financially devastated mm-hmm. or disability insurance so that if one of us becomes disabled during our lifetimes, which is way more likely than for us to die. Um, prematurely. We'll, prematurely. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sadly, I'm going to die. We're all going to die eventually. Yeah, 100, 100% mortality rate for human beings <laughs> as far as I know it. Um, any vampires out there, let us know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, eventually um, – the, when we're alive, the likelihood of disability is much higher, yes. right? So making sure that that's that you're covered there. Um, we can look at things like long-term care, which we briefly chatted about in a previous episode. Yeah. Um, and then health insurance, right? Yeah. I mean, these are all the things that we need to make sure that, that we're okay. Yeah. And they yeah. can all be built in. Yeah, absolutely. So insurance, uh, state planning, it's just that protects the plan. So once we have the plan in place, things that make sure that when or if life goes wrong, those that we care about are still protected. Yep. Another thing that we can control um, that I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, optimizing cash flow and taxes. Yeah. And to an extent, you know, cash flow is going to go back to spending and saving, even to your earlier point about investing in your career. The more that you can invest in your career, the more income you can create, the better you can be with your spending. It's kind of a simple equation. Mm-hmm. What comes in minus expenses, what you have left to save and invest and create that future that you're looking for. Yep. So that's something that has way more significance than what the market's doing day to day. Right. Has way more significance than what's going on politically or economically or anything else like that. 
if you can focus on that, then you should be in a position where whatever you see on Yahoo Finance or CNN or Fox Business, like it, it shouldn't matter. Right. If you can control all these other things, if you can focus on these other things. Absolutely. And the thing I would add to that is there's a, there's a huge difference between knowing and doing, right? And we can know what's happening with the markets and all these things that we can't control and we can, we can learn about them. But look at all of these things that we can control and we can do something about. Right. And so my, my thing for the listener would just be, what, of all these things, what are you doing? And what's one step you can take in these areas to help right. improve the life that you already have? Right. Don't just know about it. Do it. But do it. Yeah. Take that action. That could be with savings. It could be with where you're saving. It could be with spending. It could be asset allocation, asset location, mm-hmm. your career, your financial plan, your insurance, yeah. your cash flow and taxes. These are all things that you have direct control over mm-hmm. that will make way more of a difference than whatever's happening in the market, things that you can't control. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, anything else that we, obviously we can control a whole bunch, but anything else we need to think about controlling when it comes to our finances? I think that's awesome for today. Great. Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you. See you guys next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to episode number 33 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. For a list of the resources and notes from today's episode, please head over to the Real Personal Finance webpage at realpersonalfinance.co to find a list of those resources there. If you're enjoying the podcast and have not yet done so, please subscribe. By subscribing, you'll be notified every single time a new episode is released every Wednesday morning. And if you're listening to the show and you're enjoying it, please let us know by leaving a review. We always appreciate when people leave reviews. It means a lot to us and it helps more people to find our show. If you have a question you want to answer on a future episode, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website. Again, that's realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section there that you can submit your own question for Scott and myself to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.